through 27. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. This is the word of God. God. Some mornings, your engine just won't start. You don't want to get out of bed. You're exhausted and you just need some energy. You pour your cup of coffee, hot tea, or maybe even in the summer months, a thing of soda over ice. And you get into the shower and you get your day going and you go out to your car and you crank it up and you hear click, 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 and you think, oh no. And you go and you pop your hood and if you're me, you look in there and you go, there's an oil stick in there somewhere. And you find it because eventually you find where it's labeled in there. And you pull it out and you go, hmm, okay, supposed to say something about this. And you pull it out and you try to figure out what you're supposed to do with it. And eventually you determine, I need to make a phone call. And (laughs) perhaps you may have even felt that way in your relationship with God sometimes. Like you've poked around in there a little bit and you're unsure exactly of how to proceed forward. Maybe you've even wondered how to pray, how to put those words together, you realize, you know, you've wondered how is this relational dynamic supposed to work with God Almighty? How am I supposed to pray? Have you ever felt so overwhelmed with life circumstances that you didn't know how to find the words to even compose two sentences together to form a prayer. Have you ever felt that way? Like you just needed direction, that you needed the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life, that you needed the Spirit to revive you, to give you direction, to help you to pray. Have you ever just been exhausted a bit by life? Have you ever needed some peace? I know that I have. You see, when I first heard recently about the shooting at Robb Elementary School about in Texas, I felt that way. I felt 
just so in shock at the atrocity that had happened that I couldn't even formulate the words of how to pray, how to put two sentences together, except for my heart crying out in anguish to the Lord. I needed the Holy Spirit to intercede on my behalf, to pray when I didn't even have the words to put together to form a sentence in prayer. I needed peace. I needed direction in light of the events that had just taken place. As a young mom myself of a four-year-old and a six-year-old and looking at sending our children to school in the week ahead, my heart crying out for those parents that had experienced the death of their young children. My heart was crying out. You see, my heart was crying out in anguish, wanting and longing to know how to pray. You see, sometimes we need that peace that only God can give. The disciples that day, that day standing there with Jesus, there in John chapter 14, they needed peace and help also. They were fearful and anxious. We see this as Jesus speaks to them here in John 14, telling them not to be afraid, but that he was sending them the Holy Spirit, the helper, to them. The disciples were troubled because Jesus had just announced his own death in the preceding moments that we read about in chapter 13. They were possibly wondering, how can we do this without you, Jesus? For they had just followed Jesus as his disciples for some time now. They had come to know and experience a very different way of living according to the kingdom of God. But they had also seen that this path was not always easy. So Jesus addresses all of their fears and anxieties, telling them, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he will be with you forever. I don't know about you, but it is awfully nice to know that we are not alone. You see, we have been sent, the Holy Spirit, our helper. One of the most exhausting things we face as humans is that of division, of conflict, lack of direction in our lives. And sometimes in our life, life seems to be just full of it, sometimes more than others. And I can only imagine as Jesus had died, been resurrected, and ascended into heaven, that this was a prime time in the life of the disciples where there could have been confusion, conflict, 
and a sense of division as to what needed to happen next. Lots of potential for conflict. And yet, we see that that didn't take place. Why? Because Jesus gave them the next steps. Go. Wait. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, the Helper. Go and wait. And so it tells us in Acts 2, verses 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested to each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. When they received the promised gift of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, we see this emphasis upon unity and equality. If we continue reading in that passage in Acts chapter 2, we see men and women there, young and old, and references in this passage that they were all together in one place. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So in a time when division and conflict could have been at an all-time high, through the gift of the Holy Spirit in their lives, they were all gathered together in unity. Today is known as Pentecost Sunday in our Christian year. It's a day where we celebrate the sending of the Holy Spirit, the Helper. So where do we get this word Pentecost? Have you ever thought about it? Pentecost is known in Christianity as the celebration of the coming of the Holy Spirit there, the upper room, to those early disciples. It just so happens that it took place 50 days after Easter. Pentecost, the very word itself, comes from penta, meaning five. Pentecost is also the Greek name for Shavuot, that spring harvest festival that would have been celebrated by the Israelites. They celebrated this spring harvest festival of Shavuot, which was a celebration of the giving of the Torah. The Torah was the first five books of the Old Testament. You see, they would have traditionally gathered together at that time, and they would have joined together celebrating that spring harvest festival by reading of those first five books of the Old Testament. It was an all-night celebration. They would have eaten of uh, dairy products, uh, which was a celebration of nourishment. They, they viewed dairy as a, a gift of nourishment, um, a gift of uh, ways of growth. And so they would have eaten a lot of dairy foods. Now, 
The doctors have um, told me I have to eat less dairy products in my life. And so the idea of eating all night long a bunch of dairy products, cheese and milk and maybe cheesecake. I don't know if they had cheesecake in those days, but that is an amazing idea to me, to stay up all night and eat of the yummy dairy products. Celebrating, you see, the giving of the law, those first five books of the Old Testament. So they would have been all together celebrating Pentecost at that time, the giving of the law. And at that time that they were reading of the Old Testament, that is when the gift of the Holy Spirit came upon them. I think this is a significant moment, you see, because in that reading of the Old Testament, the giving of the law, that's when the giving of the Spirit came as well. And this comes as a beautiful, beautiful gathering together of what Jesus would have told his disciples when he said, do not think I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So here we see a whole fulfillment of the scriptures coming into being in the life of the early disciples and in our lives. So in Christianity, when we think about the Pentecost, we think about how the Holy Spirit has been sent to us. We may think about the flame, the fire, the gift of the Spirit as the empowerment in our lives as believers. And it most definitely is all of these things. And it is also the sending of the Holy Spirit to bring peace to those early disciples. As Jesus had ascended into heaven and the Holy Spirit was being given to them for their ongoing ministry on earth. And it is the ongoing empowerment in our lives as disciples as we follow after Christ. Peace is a powerful thing when you really think about it. Peace comes through the power of the Holy Spirit, our comforter, helper, and teacher. God's peace is not the same as the world's peace, for the world's peace is transitory, fleeting, often based on whether a person feels in control of the situation or not. How many times in our lives do when we feel that peace is, uh, how, when we feel like some situation is getting out of control or beginning to spiral out of our control and we begin to try to do all that we can to try to get a sense of control in our lives because we want that sense of peace. Then we get more anxious, more worried, more frantic, more exhausted. And yet, God's peace is not as the world gives. You see, God's peace comes when we relinquish control, when we surrender, when we find our rest in God Almighty when we experience that peace that God alone can give. You see that peace in knowing that God's presence is with us, never leaving us, never forsaking us, because we no longer have to struggle to figure it out all on our own. 
but we can be comforted with the knowledge that we are not alone. For the Holy Spirit teaches us, guides us, directs us, empowers us to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Through the Holy Spirit, prayer is a place where we can experience the peace of God in our lives, even when we don't know how to pray. We can't find the words to put into a sentence. We can still experience that peace of the Holy Spirit, for that peace is an ongoing place of connection with God through prayer. I love what our United Methodist founder, John Wesley, says about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He says this of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, enabling us to love and to serve God as we were intended. John Wesley speaks of this inspiration in his sermon, The Great Privilege of Those Who Are Born of God, stating this, quote, The life of God in the soul of a believer is the continual inspiration of God's Holy Spirit. God's breathing into the soul, and the soul's breathing back what it first receives from God, a continual action of God upon the soul, the reaction of the soul upon God, end quote. This is how I envision prayer in our lives, through the power of the Holy Spirit. For we are encouraged in the hard times of our lives through prayer. Romans 8 tells us in the same way the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Peace is not the absence of struggle or difficulty, but it is the helper the Holy Spirit with us in the midst of it all. Do you desire peace today? Have you been living in a state of fear or anxiety or emptiness? When the whole group of the disciples there that day gathered together on that day of Pentecost celebration in the upper room, it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. God alone can fill the deepest longings of our soul. St. Augustine said something that sticks with me even today. He said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. Perhaps it's time to consider what places in your life might feel hollow or empty fearful or restless, those places can only be filled with the Spirit of the living God. God desires to give you His peace today, peace and joy found in God's presence alone through the power of the Holy Spirit interceding on your behalf in the very midst of your weakness when you do not even know how to pray as you ought. Do not be afraid. You're not alone. Today, as a reminder of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives as believers, trained Stephen ministers are available today 
at the altar after we receive of holy communion of the sacrament they will be at the altar there to anoint you with oil as a symbol of the holy spirit his healing presence his peace that peace which passes all understanding and if you would like to receive the anointing of oil at the altar after you've received of communion simply kneel at the altar and you can gently raise your hand and they will come to you to anoint your forehead with oil and to pray so let us now proclaim of our faith through the nicene creed and then give of our great thanksgiving and receive of this great gift <clears throat> 